Welcome to the Juggling Without Balls podcast. My name is Monica Parkin and I am your host. And every week on the show, I'm going to be talking to powerful, successful women who juggle it all. And when I say juggle it all, I mean everything. Kids, health, aged parents, careers, relationships, you name it, we're going to talk about it. So stick around, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a seat and enjoy the show. Hello, jugglers, and welcome to the Juggling Without Balls podcast, episode seven. Today, my guest is Anna Fleck from Invis Pacific View Mortgages in Comox. Anna is here today to talk about her journey from starting out as a broker with two young twin boys, navigating the ups and downs of that career to now having her own office with an assistant and a team of brokers. Welcome, Anna. Okay, and welcome to my guest, Anna Fleck from Invis Pacific View Mortgages. I'm so excited to have Anna on the show today. I've known her for probably four or five years. And one of the things that I love about Anna is she is a super creative, out-of-the-box thinker. If you have a crazy idea, Anna is the person to go to. I go to Anna with all these crazy ideas, and she never says, oh, that's a dumb idea. She says, yeah, do it. So that's what makes her one of my favorite people. Anyways, welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you, Monica. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you here. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is I happen to know that you juggle a lot of things and that you have for a long time that when you started as a mortgage broker, you had little young kids at home and you were actually transitioning from another job. Do you want to talk to me about that? When you first started out and you were writing your license, you're starting to build up your clientele. You had very young twin boys at home, I believe. I did. I started my mortgage career in 2007. And I remember going into it thinking that, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. (laughs) Don't we all? And, you know, I remember the first gentleman that I worked for, he's no longer in the the mortgage industry, told me that I was going to make all this kind of money the first year. That was a lie. Yeah. It took me a while to really build up my book of business because you're right. I had two young kids at home. My husband was a commercial fisherman who was out of town quite a bit. So I was kind of a single mom and I never allowed anyone to really look after my children. I did all that. I made sure that my children were driven to school every day. I picked them up every day. And that's why I chose a career that uh, allowed me that flexibility, which was being a mortgage broker. Okay. So that's one of your reasons for, and this is an amazing industry for that. You know, there's so many stay-at-home moms or people that, like me that have actually have another job or another in, work in another industry because it's so flexible uh, that you can meet clients any day of the week. But so you would actually take your kids to school and then go into the office and then and then go back and pick them up? Or were you working from home in the evenings? Or what was your strategy there to kind of squeeze that time into the day? I would definitely drop my children off at school and then head off to the office and be there till, you know, as long as I could, usually till about 2.30. If my husband was home, it was great because I could stay at the office longer. But honestly, at the beginning, as a mortgage broker, it takes a while to build up a book of business. Yeah, I remember. It's it's a struggle. It really is, you know, you're dealing with people's finances 
People need to trust you. They need to know that you know what you're doing. So that's always a struggle when you're a first new broker. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that was my experience too. You know, it was actually a full year before I had my first file. I kept thinking, oh my gosh, like, is this ever going to happen? You know, my husband would be like, well, you know, if you get a file, but then that one year mark hit and all of a sudden my phone just didn't stop ringing. It's almost like people knew that I was there, but they just wanted to see if I would still be there in a year. And they wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing. And then once that kind of, I got past that hurdle of people having confidence in me, then it all just flowed from there. But that first year, I had expectations of doing a couple of files a month and it was zippity zero. I always, the advice that I give to my new brokers is concentrate on getting one mortgage a month. Yeah. Yeah. Get one a month. Once you've done that for a while, well, then think about, okay, let's try to get two a month. And that's how I found that help. That's what helped me is to concentrate on just getting one a month. Yeah. Little small achievable goals. Right. And then before exactly. you know it, you're like, Whoa, too many, too many. Now, now I've got way too many, but that's great. It's, it's, it's nice to know that the hard work, all the work that you put into your career from yeah. the start is now paying off. And if you could really stay for the long run, it really benefits you. It really worked out to be a successful career. I really enjoy doing what I do. If you're going to pick a career, enjoy what you do, yeah. which I do. Yeah. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd open up my own office. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So previously, when we worked together before, we were both sub-mortgage brokers at another office. I went off and, and joined a financial institution for a little while to get some experience in the banking sector. You went out and opened your own office, your own team. And I'm guessing that, you know, that was a scary thing to do, probably came with some challenges, some obstacles. What were some of the things that you had to, to deal with in that transition? The obvious one being, you know, find a space and, and renovate it. And it's just phenomenally beautiful for anyone who ever has a chance to pop their head into a specific view. It's just gorgeous. But what were some of those obstacles that things that you needed to do to, to make that leap? Well, m- biggest part was finding space. Yeah. And I'll have to credit that to you. <laughs> because you found me this lovely space. This I remember that part- conversation. I'm like, oh. hey, hey, I know there's a space at Cobox. And then you're texting me and I'm like, no, no, not right now. I'm in the middle of dinner, but don't worry. I'll hook you up later. <laughs> and you're right. It was, it was, I guess the, 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 the scariest part is, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. You know, I was with the same office for 11 years. I was comfortable there. And successful, right? I mean, and, there wasn't any lack of success. It's just- no, time to grow, right? At some point, you're just not growing anymore. No. And, you know, I, I had an assistant. Where do I put my assistant? It was, it was time for me to move forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I needed that to do where, and now I have grown substantially in the last two years. Yeah. And sometimes that happens, right? You create the space first and then the space just gets filled up, right? So you, you got this huge office. It had way more offices than you needed, but here we are, you know, a year and a half later or whatever it is. And they're all filled. You created the space and it just filled itself in. Oh, yeah. Be honest with you. That was never my plan is to have an office, a team that I have now. Yeah, um, it is organic. It happened and organically. It just, exactly. It's amazing. Like, it's such a pleasure and an honor to have people phone me and ask me to be part of my team. Yeah, yeah. And I've, that's, you know, because I'm not actively looking for any new brokers. Yeah. But yeah. I have people that are just out of the blue. Can I join your team? Yeah, we do have another two brokers that will be joining us. Yeah, in the next three to four months, and I'm looking forward to just because of a new venture that 
you and I are thinking of doing. Yeah, yeah, exciting things on the horizon. But I think one of the reasons that you maybe attract some of those new brokers is because you are so positive and supportive. You know, that's one thing I remember when I was, well, I always call myself a baby broker back then, but, you know, uh, never competitive, never all that files mine. It was always like, how can I help you? Like, how can I help you grow? And always thinking, how can you help other brokers around you grow? And when we really focus on how we're helping other people grow and take the focus away from ourselves, I think we actually just grow ourselves in in a bigger way. And that, that definitely attracts people to us. And I think you've done a really good job of that. Speaking of growth, where do you think you've grown the most? My biggest growth, I think, is learning, learning to keep things at a business level. Yeah. And really trying hard to bring too much of my personal into my workplace. Right. Because anyone that knows me knows me. I'm an open book. Yeah. I talk about my kids all the time. I talk about my husband. And sometimes when we're in the office, I I have to learn to maybe just not share so much. How about separation, right? Yes. Because it's kind of like your second family, right? So you feel so comfortable, so relaxed. It's where do you where do you draw that line, right? Yeah. And you know, once we're out of the office, we're doing something social, completely different. Yeah, but it, this is who I am, and I am an open book, and I, yeah. I think that I bring people on, and I try to treat everyone as fairly as I can. I think I'm pretty fair. So, in terms of changes, so things have changed a lot, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's you writing all your own files, doing all your closing paperwork for those people who aren't in the mortgage industry. There is a ton of what we call compliance paperwork that goes with every file before you can get paid. You now have an assistant that does that. What other tasks have you delegated and how has that sort of freed up time for you to grow your business? Because that's usually what happens when, you, when you're willing to let go of some things, other things come in and allow you to, to just pick up the pace more, right? So, and, and that's because I am so loyal to my clients. I mm-hmm. like to be part of every part of the deal. I have an amazing assistant, Jennifer Stokes who Mm -hmm. has just been with me since January. She has caught on so quickly and she really has made my life so easy coming up with ideas that I've been wanting to implement for years and just never had the chance to or never had the time to. And she just takes my thought and runs with it and comes to me with, okay, Anna, this is what I've got. You're just as good as your team is. And really, I've got an amazing team that stand behind me. And that that is a wonderful thing. When you have people with diverse skill sets too, like that, right? Maybe someone's got a skill set that you don't have and you've got one that they don't have and you can all kind of lean on each other and people can come to you with an idea and you can just say, yeah, do it, implement it. That's awesome. And and then give them the freedom to go and do it, right? Because it sounds like you give Jennifer a lot of freedom to go and run with her ideas, which is a wonderful thing for her to be able to feel part of the team. Uh, one thing I will say, I do not micromanage. Yeah. I don't have the time. And, you know, you hire these people, you have to have faith in them. Yeah. You know, there's things that she needs to learn, especially about compliance. And, yeah. you know, we are, we're in a heavy compliant industry. We have to make sure that we're doing everything on board. And there's things my assistant can't do because of compliance. But what she can do, she takes on. And I'm now at the point now where I don't worry about my files because I know that, okay, I've submitted my deals. They're done. I've got the paperwork. My assistant's there right behind me to, to check to say, okay, Anna, you're missing this. I will email the client and ask for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And people rise to the bar that you set. So if you set the bar high and you go, you know what, I know you're totally capable of doing these social media posts or whatever it is that she doesn't need to actually be licensed for that she's good at. Exactly. um, She's going to rise to that occasion and feel, feel like she's got some responsibility and she's just a delightful person. Let's talk about family a little bit. So how does your family support your business? Your husband used to be a commercial fisherman. And by the way, I grew up with a dad who was a commercial fisherman. So I get that right. You're gone all summer. You're home part of the year. There's just all this part of the year. You're almost like your own separate family and then you reconnect and you're a big family and there's this adjustment when you come home and when you leave. So, but now he's home full time, right? He's retired. So how has that changed that whole dynamic when you get home from work now, you know, and, and how, is he helping out with more stuff or, or like, I know he definitely helps you with the office renovations for sure. Yes. My husband has, (laughs) he has come a long way. He's definitely helps. He doesn't cook. He's not a cooker. Yeah. He does not cook, yeah. but that's okay. Oh, it's totally um, fine, right? As long as like, but you know, I come home and, you know, the dishes have been put away. You know, he's making sure the dog's going for his walks and just the stuff that I used to have to have to do. He's kind of picked up and it's funny how you just don't notice it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day you're like, oh, wow, I haven't even wow. walked the dog this week. And even just like from an emotional support standpoint, like, has he taken interest in your business? Do you talk through problems together? Do you know, it, it, being a mortgage broker, you got to be very careful what you say because yeah. you can't disclose anything about clients. You can't say so-and-so came in to see, we, we got to be very careful, but no, yeah. there are times where I'll come home and I'll be frustrated about a file or, hey, I just got this approval and I didn't think I was going to get it. I do talk to my husband and we, we do have the conversation. My husband's very respectful about my work, does not pry. Yeah, not the details, but just the general, you know, I was disappointed today because of this or this was a win, you know, without obviously we're the same way at my house. You know, we don't mention names or amounts or even lenders. It's more like, wow, this was really frustrating today and I finally got it resolved. And, you know, just to be able to sit down over dinner and just kind of vent without actually sharing all the intimate confidential details is is kind of a nice thing to be able to do, right? Yeah. And I, I know my husband's proud of me. I have my older brother in Prince Rupert. I have a twin sister that's in Prince Rupert and my twin boys and my husband. All I ever really wanted is them to be proud of me. Yeah. And I know that uh, my husband is, I know my, my, my children, which if I bring it, if I start talking about it, I'll start to cry. Do you know, I know that they're very proud of their mama. And I think my only regret is not having my parents here to see me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to cry. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So if if it's okay to go to that place for a minute, you grew up in an immigrant family, right? So one thing a lot of people don't know about you is that you're actually Portuguese. You're an immigrant. Your parents, from what I understand, didn't speak English. So as a younger child, you and your siblings probably had some extra responsibilities that maybe families where they all speak English don't have, like going to doctor's appointments, banking appointments, things like that. Do you want to tell me a little bit about those experiences? Sure. I remember being a very young girl. And once my brother and sister and I started going to school, my parents really leaned on us because they didn't speak or read English. Mm -hmm. So if dad got a letter from the bank, we would sit there and try to translate it. Yeah. I remember a letter that my dad got from the bank and I'm reading it to my dad and he's trying to get me to explain it to him. Yeah. And there's lots of bank jargon in there. I didn't know how to explain it to him. I remember getting my dictionary out and looking them up and trying to explain to my dad. I was seven years old. Yeah. What a a responsibility for, for a kid that age. Going to the bank with my mom because she didn't speak English or going to the doctors with her. Or yeah. my dad. It was it was something we were their translators all the time. 
And my mom, and that's, I, I wish the one thing that I really wished for my mother is that she yeah. was able to go to work. Cause I really believe if she was able to go to work, she would have learned how to speak English. Yeah. And I think she would have had a more fulfilling life than what she did. She loved us children. Yeah. She was a, I, you know, I always tell all my friends and family, all my friends that I was so blessed to have such amazing parents. Yeah. That the only, you know, I just wish my mom had, I really truly believe that if my mom had the opportunities that I've had, yeah, she would be just as successful as me, if not more so. And yeah. she just never was given that opportunity just because of the generation that she was from. My mom was born in 1928. Yeah. yeah. And she was brought up in that, that time where you were a, a wife and you stayed home and take care of your kids. And that's what she did. And she did a great job. I, I you know, I, I miss yeah. her tremendously. Yeah. And you know, I am who I am because of my, both my parents. Yeah. And I think, you know, what every parent wants for their child is, is for them to have an even better life than they did. And so I think you, you know, you fulfilled that wish for your mom for sure in that you're doing things that she could never dream of doing, right? You're living that life that, that she couldn't live and your kids will probably exceed your own expectations as well. And, and I think that's a generational thing that happened. I remember when my husband and I first got married, we had nothing. And to see where we are, to see that growth and you know, don't get me wrong. My parents did, you know, they gifted us money when we bought our first house. And there was a few bit of help along the way. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that it is so fulfilling to know that we did it on our own. Yeah. You worked hard and, and you did it and you got there. I, I even remember my husband and I were talking about this the other day when my youngest daughter was born. We were just so dirt poor, like dirt poor. Like my dad oh. had to write me a check for $50 so I could go get a prescription after I gave birth, because I couldn't even afford the medication. I could not scrape together $50. And now, yep. you know, I might drop $50 for lunch, right? Like, and not really <laughs> think about it. But at yeah. that time, like $50 was so much money. And and to work so hard and come so far and to look back and, and see that, remember that is is kind of a powerful thing, you know? And well, I think it makes you appreciate what you have. It does. And to look back, like yeah. you know, now, you know, my husband and I, we have a beautiful home. We worked very hard to be where we're at. And no, I am just so pleased with it. I'm just so proud of myself and my husband just yeah. to be where we are today. Yeah. And it took us a long time. It was never easy. We were, you know, I remember becoming a mortgage broker. We were both self-employed. We both started a new somewhat career. Steve had just started our crab business. We had a crab boat. Right. Never crab fished in his life. And I really? decided I was going to wow. be a mortgage broker. We were so broke. He didn't come from a fishing family then? No. Wow. No. It's like my daddy retired from the military, decided to be a fisherman and just jumped into fishing with no prior experience. So yeah, it and sounds that's pretty what, similar. Yeah. My husband worked very, very hard. I yeah. remember him. Oh, it was hard, but we got there. We were a good team. Yeah. Now your kids can look at that and see where hard work gets you. Right? Well, you know, it's to me, it's very important to know that my kids are proud of me. They, they need to know that things aren't always easy. They've had a, a decent life. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take that for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't, they, I don't think they remember either. When we were struggling, that's when my kids were younger. By the time we kind of got past that struggle and got to, you know, a life where we at least have a little more financial security or kids are kind of older and I don't know that they remember that that struggle back then so we do share those stories a lot because I want them to know that you know nothing in life is free and that you do have to work hard we always yeah always always tell my children about how hard life is and how fulfilling it can be the harder you work you know what you put out you, you do get back in yeah so yeah. like I said I have been blessed I have been yeah. completely blessed I have I've surrounded myself with some great people 
Yeah. I have met some lovely people in this, you know, I've been in this valley for just over 20 years. I grew up in Prince Rupert, which is quite similar to this community, which I, you know, Prince Rupert's always home. And I love Prince Rupert. It's just too bad it rains. So much. (laughs) It rains a lot here, though. (laughs) Not not as much as it does in Rupert. (laughs) But it's definitely, I've definitely say that this is home too. Yeah. I have been extremely blessed by the people that I've, that I've, that I've gotten to know and surrounded myself with. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm really happy yeah. where I'm really happy where I'm at, at, where I am right now. And it shows one of the things I've, I've asked a lot of guests is, you know, women that juggle or people that juggle a lot of different responsibilities. Often there's one thing that, you know, you don't do yourself that you delegate to someone else to free up some time for yourself. What is that one thing that, you know, you don't do that you give to someone else that just gives you a little more free time, a little more family time? Oh, I love to golf. Okay. That's like my happy place. I could golf every day. And that is something, you know, my husband is aware of. And yeah, so that's, that your, I like it. that's your thing where you carve out time for yourself for I sure. carve out time. But do you know, I, I still, I'm still scrubbing my own toilets. Yeah. And I'm still making dinner. I don't make yeah. dinner. Every, I don't make dinner every night. Yeah. I'm, making, I'm making my family eat leftovers. Do you know, as my, my kids are older now. So yeah. really yeah. my kids are almost yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. They don't need me as much, which yeah. makes me sad a little bit. Yeah. Well, and maybe your assistant is your thing, right? Maybe it's oh, not something in your personal life. Maybe it's something in your business life and having that assistant she's, is, you know, is she's amazing. That, right? Like, you know, we all know that Anna loves to golf. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll be the first one to tell me, okay, Anna, you need to go golfing. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's awesome. You know, so she's just great. And just everybody in the office, we all get along. It's a nice warm place. It's a great environment. Do you know, you when, know, speaking about the office, you know, when it comes to clients, what is the kind of experience you want your clients to have? I know integrity is, is really important to you. Transparency, making sure they have a good experience. You have these great relationships with realtors and appraisers and underwriters, people out in the community. But how do you want your clients to feel when they walk out of your office or when they come in? What's the experience you want them to have? I want them to leave knowing that they've just dealt with somebody that is on their side. Yeah. And has done the best thing for them. Yeah. And as mortgage brokers, that's something we should all know is that what we do has to benefit the client, number one. Yeah. People don't realize that different lenders we get paid differently. We can get paid yeah. more at this lender. You know, I definitely make sure that nobody in this office places a file because of pay. Yeah. And I remember that being, you know, again, baby broker. I remember you saying to me, you do what's best for the client. You always do what's best for the client. Never look at what you get paid. And that really, that really stuck with me. Never. Because, do you know, because that's going to come back to you yeah. tenfold. Yeah, I had, yeah. you know, I, 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 like I pay for almost every one of my clients' appraisals. Yeah. Small little, you know, it's a $350 charge for, for clients, but it's amazing how many of them come up to me and says, you know, my other bank made me pay for my appraisal. I know it's a small thing, but but it's an easy thing for you to do. It's an easy thing for me to do. And just, I just want people to be, 
to know that I'm, I'm trustworthy. Yeah. The things you do, you do, you do in their best interest. And I, exactly. and I do know that, that you work really hard for your clients based on some of the conversations we've had over the years. There's you know, oh, we've I, all I had those sleepless nights, right? Oh. Or the clients at home, not knowing we're laying awake at night thinking, oh, okay, it didn't work with that lender. What about this lender? And what about this? And, and these things that kind of occupy space in your head. It's, it's amazing how much oh. time you spend worrying about, about doing the right thing for someone else. If it means that you're not going to get paid on a deal, it means that you're not going to get paid on a deal. But the goodwill that's created from that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And what comes around goes around. I'm a true believer of that. Yeah. If you're good to people, people are going to be good to you. And that's what I you know, remember my dad as a kid always saying, and I'll say it in Portuguese and translate it. And it's just translated. It's always better to do good than bad. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So that's something that I've always remember. And we're just always taught. It's always better to be good than bad. Yeah. Yeah. And choose kindness, right? Yeah. You got to treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And, you know, there's, we are all made differently. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we're all different in many different ways. So we all have to be fair to each other. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a perfect person. There are times where I, I'm not nice. None of us. I mean, we all have, we all have our moments, right? But, but overall, we're all, we're all just trying to be better people, hopefully. That's why I like you because you're a good person, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So moving forward here, you know, the office is doing great. You're, you're busier than you were last year, busier than you were the year before that. You've got some, some new people on the team. You're talking about bringing some new people on the team. Things are going great. If you could you know, if you could go back in time and you could give some advice to, you know, 10-year-old Anna, 12-year-old Anna, who hasn't seen the future yet, who doesn't know what the successes are going to be, what would you tell her? What advice would you give her? Well, for one, have faith in yourself. Yeah. Have faith in yourself. Being a twin can be very... Oh, right. I forgot to say that. You are a twin. Are you guys identical twins or are no, you fraternal? We're fraternal? No. Okay. The, my boys are the eight set of twins in my family right now. Really? Wow. Oh, Yes. So wow. we're th- think well. Th- so that's she- why that's why we never got pregnant again. Oh my gosh! And your sister's twins too? No, she does not. But her daughters look way more like twins than my children do. Really? Okay. So, what was the question again, Monica? Advice to your ten-year-old self: Have faith in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? It, it's amazing how when you're when you're a young adult, how you feel and these misconceptions that you have about yourself. Yeah. And being in my fifties, saying no is just so much easier. I wish I just had more, had more faith in myself and know that. Okay. And, but having a a twin sister, a twin, it's, you know, you've always been compared, you know, as, as you grow, you've always been compared. I didn't think about that, but I guess you would. Yeah. So I always grew up thinking that my sister was always smarter than me. I grew up thinking that I was not as intense my brother and sister. And that was all wrong. And it wasn't them making me feel that way. It was all internal. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't fooled myself that way. Yeah, I think we all have, a lot of us have stories like that. I, I know I seem like an extrovert now, but I was this total, total introvert when I was a kid. I couldn't even like smile at people. I couldn't even look at people. It would just send me into, into terror. And here I am now, right? Talking on a podcast. But Oh, you have come um, such a long way, my I, friend. <laughs> I have come so far. We all have, right? But definitely your strengths shine right through now. And you've grown into this beautiful human being and I'm so glad I had you on the show today great things coming ahead in the future and I'm going to wrap it up here 
That's it for this week. To get more information on any of my guests, sponsor an episode, or to book me as a speaker for your next event, please visit jugglingwithoutballs.ca. I'm also always on the lookout for interesting guests who juggle it all, so please feel free to send me your suggestions. Please rate, review, and follow at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a wrap. See you next week, jugglers.